This is Level Up, a podcast designed to help you win at work and become master of your money. I'm Jen Simons, and in 2021, we are bringing you actual tools that will move the needle on your personal, financial, and professional success. Hey guys, Firas here. I'll be using curiosity and my desire to be financially savvy as jumping off points, and I'm excited for what's to come. To hear all of our conversations about wellness in the workplace, click through to uploanph slash podcasts or follow us wherever you're listening now. Today, we're discussing employee wellness with a star of HR, Sar Castillo. His 22 years in HR have brought him through the amazing offices of Intel, Expressions, and Amazon. Sar is now people manager for the Philippines at Maersk and wants you to know he's not speaking on behalf of any of his employers. Everywhere he's worked, his focus has been to shape a high-performing culture and building leaders in a multi-site, multicultural environment. So he's the perfect expert to ask about company culture and how it relates to employee wellness. That was just the first thing we asked him about. Okay, so if employee wellness just seems to have been getting attention lately like obviously health is is on everybody's minds because hello we're still with the global pandemic right right has that ever come up like before this like in what context would you discuss employee wellness in your career like before the pandemic and then how did that change to now sure before the pandemic it's really been um health right more physical wellness it would be brought up during ape right Uh, the annual physical exams so when you're negotiating with the HMO providers, you're asking to get some executive checkups included. You're asking for a few add-ons in terms of coverage. Mostly it's really health. We've also had like financial wellness in the past where we invite um, financial consultants to, to come over and talk to our employees. Employee wellness to me is holistic wellness, right? Not just um, one side, not just physical health, okay. but more importantly, emotional health financial health, mental health. So these are all important parts of the employee wellness equation. If I can say that, it might be a bit of a cliche, but that's what it really is. It's an it's employee wellness equation, right? Everything adds up to one whole being. And each employee has all of these they have to take care of. And as employers and future employers, um, people watching this, We need to take care of our employees in all aspects. It can't be just one aspect. For me, that's what employee wellness is all about. That's very important. So if any relationship our employees have is affected by their financial unwellness, it will affect their productivity. So we've heard this a lot, how financial unwellness can really affect an employee's productivity. Can you relate to this for us? Oh, absolutely, Jen. However, I feel that to me, it's a double-edged sword. Why do I say that? It's a good thing. I mean, I feel like I have to be more productive because I don't have money. I mean, I'm working to get that paycheck. So knowing that I'm currently financially unwell, 
it kind of serves as a drive or motivation for me to be more productive. However, at the same time, I feel like when I'm worrying about my finances a lot, it tends to affect my productivity in a bad way, in a negative way. So it, there are good days and there are bad days. How yes. about you? It's distracting. Like any sort of stress is super distracting, but I've got to be real. A paycheck is very motivating for me too. You got to pay the bills, right? But money, like your salary only keeps you happy until a certain point. Like I think what really keeps me in a job goes beyond the money. Definitely. I think this is where company culture comes in. I mean, the people you work with, the activities you have at work, both for professional and personal growth. True. You know, a client we have at Uploan has something like 24 different clubs for their employees. Yeah, it's called Qualphone. We actually have a great episode about them and their mission officer. They're an award-winning BPO with really low staff turnover and everybody loves working there. Their company culture really develops their employees and it's super rewarding. That makes complete sense. Okay, let's get back to the conversation with SAR. We actually did a survey of 9,000 people working Filipinos answered survey last year about what their priorities for bettering themselves would be, like for self-help would be. Mm -hmm. And one of the top items Mm -hmm. was professional development, specifically leadership training. Right. And I think as leaders, like, of course... I mean, when you hire somebody, like there are motivation, like levers to use to motivate your team, right? So Mm -hmm. all of that, if all the leaders in the company have their own style, I mean, I would call that style of motivation, like the company culture. Like that's how I would relate Um, those two concepts. What do you think of, of the relationship between like leadership development and company culture? Leaders define the culture, whether they want to or not. Um, their leadership style, what they bring to the table, how they talk to employees, how they not talk to employees, how they lead in in the trenches. Um, Cliché as that may sound, are they leading from the front? Are they leading from the the back? Are they telling people what to do? Asking for their team's opinions. These all make a difference and your employees' experience with a leader defines what they perceive as the culture. Culture is really about people's behavior becoming a norm, right? A certain behavior, we we say one thing, for example, here's a value number one. Value number one, we talk about it during onboarding, we talk about it even during sourcing, and it it becomes one of the the drivers for them being attracted to the role, to the organization. They join, we drum up value number one. But as soon as they hit the ground, and they don't see value number one being lived out in the workplace, and it's just thrown around as a mantra, but not being lived out, then the role of that value gets diminished perception-wise. It's not as important to the employee. What's important is their day-to-day employee experience, right? How do they experience the values of the company? How do they experience the culture? So when you talk about the culture, how is their exposure and experience with their leadership. So are, are they being led in the way they expected to be led when they joined the company? And that changes from leader to leader. You can't have the same leadership style for all people. People are different. They bring their own flavor into it, right? If not, then it's hard to hire for diversity if you're hiring the same people over and over. So 
the fact that we want to hire for diversity and we want to lead inclusively behooves us to hire people with, with different values, still aligned to the organizational values, but maybe different styles and uh, different um, levers being important to them. Right. An employee's experience with a leader defines that culture, the perception of that culture. That's super interesting that you mentioned that there's such diversity in that because something that is not very diverse across large companies are the employee benefits, right? Because a lot of our conversations around employee wellness end up being benefits conversations. You mentioned the HMO, for example. So how would you recommend that an HR person reconcile that? Like if all employee benefits have to be the same and yet each leader has their own style, how does that reconcile across one company culture? Right. So when a company is designing the employee experience, the benefits part of it, the benefits package should be part of the consideration. So it's not just compensation, right? It's usually, um, it's a tag team. It's compensation and benefits. How do you design the benefits and uh, execute on that and deliver it in a way that it highlights and supports the values that you want to be supported? So it's okay to have the same benefits. I mean, that's how we all started. We had the same benefits. It used to be just government benefits, right? Before government benefits, I mean, the reason there are government-mandated benefits is because there were companies who tried getting away from paying benefits in the first place. So the government, in its role um, of sort of regulator, had to step in and said, okay, these are the basic um, benefits that you have. Five days, SIL, you need to have SSS, you have to have HGMF, you have to have that Spag-Ebig, and you have your, your, you know, you have to pay taxes, uh, TIN. Apart from that, everything is based on the company. So if people were just giving the basic benefits package, the company is actually um, compliant, but will they get the employees they need to succeed in the business they're in? Maybe not. Because if pay is the same, that's usually the case, right? Especially for entry-level roles. Let's say you're, you're hiring for a salesperson, sales associate. Their salaries across industries may vary, but within the same industry, it's not going to be too different. Right. If their benefits are also exactly the same, what becomes a differentiating factor? Why should employee A choose to join your company versus employee B? It becomes a battle of the employer brand. The employee benefits are a part of the employee experience with your company, whether we admit it or not, regardless if they're going to use it. Like, I know of people who think of getting retirement benefits and they're still early on in their career, right? I mean, they're, they're zenials or millennials and they're maybe 26, 23 years old and they're considering offers and they're saying, yeah, I want to join this company because it has a retirement plan. Oh, kudos to you. You're thinking that far ahead, but you're 23. You're not going to hit retirement till you're 60, 65. So good on you for thinking that advanced. However... Is that benefit important to you in the first five years of your career? Maybe not. To be honest, it's going to boil down into their perceived value of the benefits. So the benefits themselves may not hold the same value to everyone. It's going to be different to every employee. So the perceived value, the perception, we're dealing in the perception game here. The perception of those benefits are important. So if they say, okay, I have access to a company car loan, even if they don't qualify, but I have access to it. It doesn't matter that they don't qualify yet. 
it'll make their mom go, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, hey, you, you better join this company because you have an opportunity to get the car later down the line. All you need is at least two years of um, service. Is that And then you can real? apply. Like, have you experienced, uh, yeah, so. you've dealt with parents in your recruitment experience? Oh, of course. Um, with, with millennials and uh, with zennials coming up, I've, I've had parents actually, I've had employees actively involving their parents and parents actively involved with our employees. So I had a direct report once who wanted me to desperately meet her dad. Um, <laughs> why? I, maybe to, to tell the dad that she was doing a good job because she was doing a good job at the time. I honestly found at the time, I didn't find it sort of as important as it is now. But now, sometimes if you really want someone, talk to their parents. And wow. th- that's just, that's how it is in the workplace nowadays. It, it makes a difference, right? The perception of value. So even if they're not going to qualify immediately. So another employee benefit that people don't see as a benefit is really the training and development opportunities. And that's uh, sort of where I got started. Like, what training opportunities are there? If learning is important, do they have a learning management system? Do they have a tie-up with, a, with like LinkedIn Learning, for example? I mean, to drop a few names, I mean... Uh, LinkedIn Learning is awesome. It used to be lynda.com. They're not the only provider, but you have edX, you have Coursera, you have uh, so many other courses. You have uh, this, this free one. There's so many free courses you want, yes. right? So do they have a tie-in with um, development providers, learning and development providers? Is it important to them? Do they have time to actually go to the learning and development session? Or are they all going to be tied up in, in business so much that there is no time to attend any of these um, sessions to sort of, in the old word, words, uh, the cliche is to sharpen the saw. Right. Yeah, that's and, a uh, big... Kobe term. <laughs> another like old world term is really like work-life balance. You don't hear it so right. much anymore since we're working at home. But is that something that defines company culture still? Or how do you it think... Does. Company culture has to change now that this workplace is so flexible and diversified. When you say balance, you take away from one to balance the other. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really been work-life integration. Your work and your life are integrated. And now it's becoming some sort of a buzzword when it really isn't. I mean, your work and your life, it's the same person. You're, you're not splitting your, your personality Maybe you are. Some, some people do. You know, that's just how it is. But that's just this one and the same person. So it's work-life integration. And that's, that's important. Right, right. Cool. Well, I mean, I, I feel like I have so many more questions for you, Sar. But um, sure. maybe I can just ask one last one. Because sure. it, it really was notable how you mentioned um, a paternalistic sort of, or, you know, like how we're supposed to be big boys and girls at the office, but Mm -hmm. actually, especially now with the younger workforce, it seems like employers are really taking on a couple of the roles that typically a parent would. Do you find that? Because especially here in the Philippines, right? So Filipino companies, regardless of descent, purely Filipino, Filipino, Chinese, Filipino, Japanese, a, any, any Asian mix, any local company will be a bit paternalistic unless they design it differently. That's just how they've grown up in terms of the company culture. They've, they're, they're used to providing everything for everyone. And 
usually the mindset that they have is something that's worked in the past, right? Mm -hmm. You don't adopt or adapt a mindset if it hasn't worked for you or hasn't been serving you well. So the mindset they have is if I don't provide this, they are going to go to my competitor and I'm not going to be able to retain them. Or if I retain them, I'm not going to be able to get them to be productive. So the thought process is let's provide everything and not sort of give them a choice and that's just how it is locally to compete locally that's that's how you're you're gonna have to design your benefits package okay you can throw in a few things that are maybe flexible like i mentioned earlier flexible benefits there are a lot of flex ben companies out there you can have like a flexible savings plan there are different ways to sort of add value in, in the benefits portion flexible learning like choose a learning path and you can become a programmer even if you're not you can learn it while you're on the job so it depends on what's important right but generally speaking local companies in fact even companies um, who are having a presence locally will have that design thanks so much sir that was great no problem i, I enjoyed the conversation thank you so much for having me on your on your episode <laughs> so employee wellness is defined by your company culture demonstrated by your leaders and carried out by the employee benefits that an organization provides. It was pretty interesting that employees are also interested in professional development. Yeah, this was a really good one for our HR listeners. Hey guys, you can find a summary of this whole conversation at uploan.ph podcasts to review everything SAR talked about. See you next time for more on how your financial wellness affects your workplace. In the meantime, keep your head up, baby. You got this.